This is SideQuest Completed, the Hoppiest Game Dead podcast with your hosts Calvin and JC, coming to you every Wednesday with encouragement and advice on making your game a reality. Hi, right, so uh, first we're going to open up with apology for, uh, we have an extended holiday break and we are back now, uh, and we might talk at a future time kind of about that extended break and the unplanned nature and, you know, trying to not avoid, or trying to avoid that happening again, mm-hmm. uh, but today... Um, as is cliche for any podcast, our first one of the year will be a, you know, a New Year's, late New Year's podcast, what we're planning for the year, um, not necessarily resolutions because those are stupid, but other ways we can take advantage of a cliche, socially acceptable time to reflect on an entire 365 days as if we can plan them all ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, also, happy new year. Oh, yeah. Happy belated new year. It's 2020. Oh, that feels yeah. weird. I know, right? Oh, I think that means we, does that mean we've left the Mega Man timeline, or just about to enter it? I uh, don't know. Well, hmm, I don't know. I don't you know, it's throwing me off about about the the, the t- type of year we're in now. Yeah. Because I realized the other day I was listening to I can't remember I was listening to, but they're talking about something from nineteen some event from nineteen ninety, and they're talking about like some business, and they they mentioned the price, and then said in today's money that is blah blah blah. Ooh. And it's the first time I hear heard that like that you know convert to today's money trope for a time I live through. Oh yeah. Oh, it hit me really hard. Right in the feels and right in the wallet. Yeah. Oh man, that was a weird one. Like imagine. Cool. All right. So welcome to 2020. New year, same podcast. Still here working on games, making plans, working on games. And working on games, working on life. All those things. Because what is game making, but I don't have a metaphor there, actually. Mm. Somehow uh, that is poignant in in a way that there's so many unknowns in game development. We don't know what we're doing, so why do we know how we're making metaphors? Exactly. That was the metaphor. I'm so clever. In retrospect. In retrospect. <laughs> All right. So I guess one thing we might... Uh, Breaking through routine, talk about some of the stuff we've been up to lately. This is like what last, let's say, week or three in terms of our game development work and other such. And uh, Calvin, you want to open this up with that? Yeah, yeah. So um, at towards the end of last year, I kind of fell off the bandwagon a bit on my on my work, um, and I fell off the bandwagon a bit around the time when I was doing a lot of heavy refactoring of my level editor tools which got a little hairier than I, I expected. And maybe that's part of why I was really tr- struggling to keep it going. Um, but now that I returned at the beginning of the year, I got my level editor bugs fixed up. Um, I had to deal with a lot of things like when regenerating the level from my maps, not overriding all the individual enemy configurations, um, which is kind of this hybrid approach I have of generating the map from a bitmap and also tweaking the, the enemies that are generated from that. Uh, but that's finally working fine. And I was able to move on to the next major feature that I needed, which was um, Necromant Escape has two characters you play as, which is a uh, a soldier and an archer. Um, but I needed to make the soldier a little more useful, so I've added a shield ability for him so he can block attacks. Um, and I've been working on that for about the last week and a half, and I just fi- finished up that last night, actually. Very um, nice. That's working out great. So he can do things like there's enemies that can lunge at you and he can pull up the shield and block and then swing and attack. And it's feeling really good. So I got this nice um, first person sword fighting going on in it um, that I'm really liking the feel of right now. It needs some adjustment, of course, but 
feature-wise, that's been great. Um, and I've even managed to squeeze in some concept art for the first cutscenes, which are when you come to this town and find the tavern where you know you get your quest in a very cliche and um, standard way. Uh, but that was that was fun because I am trying to spend more time doing concept art so that I can sit down and do something different that's still pushing the game forward. Um, so that was good to get some time in for. Woohoo! There's great uh, progress there. All right. So in my case, I've worked on a couple of things. I'm between clients at work right now, trying to keep busy one way or another. Decided so to practice my Rust, one of my favorite newer programming languages. Say newer because it's a decade old, but more recently on the scene, I've been experimenting with compiling it to Wasm, the WebAssembly language, and running surprisingly performant graphics in the browser. It actually got all the way to that little wrapping uh, little city view thing. That's kind of hard to describe. It's very toyish, not interactive yet, but got that working and looking forward to making that a little more dynamic this next week. For Anthrotari, it's been a lot of developer commentary because I haven't had the bandwidth for the edits I wanted to do these last few weeks for various reasons. I focused on still the 400 word count every day. And it's been a lot of me talking, taking notes about the game, the development of the game, history of it, that's going forward, a cinnamon roll recipe, and other things to meet that goal every single day. That's been adding up. Whew. I'm really curious about that uh, the Rust and Wasm stuff. I, I've played around yeah. with a little bit with both, but I'm I'm really leaning towards the side of this is great as a layer underneath the tools that I want to use. Um, and I think that it's it's firmly in that realm of I don't have the bandwidth to add this to my toolkit, but I'm glad that it's there to add to the toolkit that I'm using. Yeah. So uh, still really curious about what about what goes on there, and I try to keep an eye on just so that I have an idea what it enables. So it's still fun to still fun to watch. Yeah, I know. I think some better Python to Wasm tools are in the pipeline. I've played around with a little bit of them because that's one aspect I am really, really excited about. Um, some of them are still a little early, but um, I'm I'm really expecting that those will will mature a lot. Yeah, I would not be at all surprised if the people behind Pursued Pie Bear Pursued by Bear would not embrace that. Soon as that's an option. It seems very much in their wheelhouse. Yeah, cool. that'll be that'll be a lot of interesting stuff. So, um, in that same time, uh, what have you been yeah. playing slash reading slash playing? Or well, I guess those are the only two uh, verbs that we have in this part of the list. That's All the things. Yeah. All right. Consuming. Uh, what have you been consuming rather than making? What have been media have I been engaging with? I've been too much Pokemon Sword. That's addictive. But I'm also like finally falling off that bandwagon. Thank goodness. That's why I saved my time until the DLC, which actually I'm looking forward to. Yep. Um, I finally played all the way through SteamWorld Heist, which was quite fun. It's, oh, yeah. A, yeah, it's a little tactical game where you have to aim your weapons, and not, but in very exacting ways. That makes I, I, interesting I love, fun that. Times. love that game. It's uh, one, of my, one of the first games I played on a PC tablet. It worked really great on that. It's a very, um, very tactile yeah. uh, experience. It's really fun. Yeah, I played on the Switch, and it was a great experience there. I since started playing SteamWorld Dig, because I mean, I'm going back in time to the original series. It also was on sale this last couple of weeks, so why not? And making some pretty good progress on that. Uh, what else? I've listened to a lot of audiobooks, because uh, Audible is having a special there. Um, the Power of Habit, which I might talk about some more, because that's been excellent. Uh, Mindless Eating, 
a book I find very interesting and which overlaps with the power of, of habit. Actually, I think they talk about some of the same studies. Um, the book What If by Randall Monroe, the audiobook. And you can't go wrong with Randall Monroe. That's been a, yep. that was a very entertaining read. Curiously enough, a book called Assholes by Lewis Aaron James. Some interesting theories, discussions of the topic, and how to deal with assholes. So it's a radical useful stuff there. Um, the Leader's Guide was an interesting read. Um, and a website, a uh, political one, impeachment.fyi, which is a website updates once, maybe twice a day, if that, with a summary of impeachment-related news that is, one hand, informative, but also not overwhelming. So you can keep up to date on important events without being inundated with headlines over and over and over. I wish a lot more news was in this format. Yeah, that's one stuff I've done to it. Oh, uh, new Star Wars. I don't think we watched that. The only thing we recorded since Star Wars came out. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, uh, I can fill an episode with my feels about that. Honestly, they yeah. are strong, strong, Gosh. strong feels. Okay, Calvin, write this one down. That can be a good discussion of the trilogy as a whole. As in the context of game sequels, which we haven't talked too much about yet. And all kinds of stuff we talk about there. Because I have opinions about the movie. But long, long story short, I enjoyed it. Uh, if I were to watch it again, it would probably be on um, Blu-ray at home. Like, maybe in the background. Yeah, I can I can enjoy a movie that I don't think was a good idea. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm capable of separating those. And I'd love to talk about that more. But, uh, yeah, lots of strong feels. <sighs> didn't expect to bring that up. No, I did. Yeah, so we'll go right past it. I did see you mentioned Slay the Spire. Other things you've been playing. Uh, yes, yes. Which I will. I can. Ex- I can explain why I went back to it. Whenever mm-hmm. I, uh, there's a reason I went back to it. Oh, uh, what is this reason? The reason is that Slay the Spire 2.0 was released this week. Oh no! It includes the new fourth character, Ooh. along with all the new cards for the existing characters. Oh character- yeah. Uh, is this news for you, or are you just playing along? Well, this is news for me. I honestly oh, didn't know okay. the update yet. Yeah, so I'm doing the character, New character is really cool. Um, she's called the the Wanderer, and Ooh. she has like these different stances, uh, like sort of like modes that enable different attributes. Um, so like there's a wrath mode where it doubles your attack and halves your uh, defense. Um, a calm mode that gives you extra energy, and a um, divine mode that you have to build up to that does all these like triple attacks um she's really interesting to play with oh no i know what's happening to all my free time soon yeah i i also i tend to think um at least on pc i've had a lot of um a bit of the game's been a little buggy on pc um but i think it's a lot smoother than the last time i played it so i i think there's a lot of bug fixes underneath the hood too and i'm really enjoying playing more yes i do hope it comes to the switch soon it's uh, yeah, it's supposed to be there within like a week or two. Oh, nice. So we know, we know what's going to be on my playlist next podcast episode. <laughs> Goodbye, free time. Yep. Well, in that case, I think I will jump into my consume list uh, since that will be the first on it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing Slay the Spire the last couple of days uh, since that came out. I've been enjoying that. Not like a ton. I haven't gone back into being obsessed with it and playing it hours a day, uh, but I've been getting some fun out of it, working towards unlocking the new character. Um, most of the daily challenges have been the new character, so I can play through there, but I haven't actually unlocked her yet. Um, so I'm working on that. Um, part of my new year, I'm trying to read more. Uh, I need to keep up with how many books you mention every week. Um, my goal is 25 books this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I I was I'm trying to figure out, like how how do how do I solve the fact that I'm not reading enough? And honestly, it's so stupid how easy it is because twenty to twenty five minutes a day would hit me would would get me to the twenty five books that I want to read this year. Yeah. That's not that much. So before I go to bed, one Pomodoro timer of reading is all I need, and that's such a small thing that no matter how tired I am, I can do it. So I'm yeah. keeping my Kindle uh, beside my bed instead of in my bag. Um, I'm selling a bookshelf there so I can put a couple of my uh, paper books there too and you know, just make it easy to, to do that. Um, and I'm reading Asteroid Made of Dragons right now, Ooh. which so far is hard to describe. I'm not sure actually what it's about entirely. It was, <laughs> a, it was from a book club that we ended up picking a different book, but I had already bought it, so I decided to go ahead and read it now. And so far, the setting is it's it's in a world where all these like fantasy creatures. There's no humans that I can see yet. Um, like the main characters are like oh. goblins and kobolds and trolls, but they live in just like a normal world. One was an archaeologist who discovered a some sort of teleporter in an ancient temple. Yeah, but it was like a computer teleporter. I don't know what's going on, but I really love mixes of fantasy and technology, so I'm I'm excited to where that might lead. I have so kinds of interests on this. And, and, Amaze- I, and the, the, the yeah. tone I'm really enjoying too. So I'm, I'm just in the, I'm uh, about um, a sixth of the way in. Cause I just started a few days ago or a couple days ago. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think I'll be happy with it. And I'll probably finish it up for the next week and I can talk about it more. Um, this sounds perfectly I, made for Mastodon. At least my quarter, my corner of Mastodon. <laughs> oh, well I'm interested in that thing. Cause that's, the, the, I, I want to be able to find more things like this. Um, I've also been uh, playing a couple other things. Um, I haven't put enough time into Outer Worlds since I picked it up, but I, I've been when I actually think to play a game while I'm sitting downstairs instead of my computer, that's that's my go-to uh, PlayStation game right now. Ah, oh, you finish it too. Yeah, so much fun. I think it's going to be a play for a long time. Um, so I, I'm not so worried about like finishing it as much as just enjoying it whenever I have the time for it. Um, I've also been playing Universum uh, at the best of my my son, who really wanted me to try it out because he likes Ooh. to share games together. Yeah, um, that's been really fun. Um, I haven't played a good kind of world builder like that for a while, so that's nice. Um, I've been still playing my um, larger amounts of Overwatch and Factorio pretty regularly, um, but I've also, as part of New Year plans, been finding ways to put myself on some strict budgets for the things that I am doing too much of, which is one of the mm. things I'm trying to focus on. Is it's hard to add things to what I do, but it's easier to take things away, which makes room for the things I want to do. Mm. So, for example, I still play Factorio, but I also installed a application limit timer on my computers so that it kicks me off after 20 minutes of Factorio every day. Makes so sense. I, I can take my little project along, but then I got to stop. Yeah. So it lets me not feel like I'm um, cutting out something I enjoy entirely, but I'm also not letting it dig into the other things I need to do. Yeah, it's a good little brain hack. Cause if, I don't if trust myself. Yeah, exactly, yeah, the system tells you to stop. That's less willpower you have to burn on stopping mm-hmm. yourself. And that pattern interrupt is like something that was came up in Mindless Eating. Pattern interrupt is so important to getting out of mental loops, like yeah. overly immersive gameplay. Same way. I, yeah, go ahead. I was like, whenever we get, whenever later, when we get into more of our 2020 plans and theme things, I can talk about exactly. But it's actually a lot of limits I've used this tool to, to put on myself that are helping me so so much. Um, I'm I'm really excited about how well it's one of the experiments I did starting at the at the beginning of the year that have gone really really well. Nice. 
not just with the one game. So, um, and the last thing I've been getting into is, um, are you familiar with CPG Gray, the YouTube um, creator of sort of either history or political videos? He does, he's one of the stick figures, explains a lot of stuff. That it describes a lot of things, I so I can't does. say for sure. <laughs> so, okay, well, if anybody uh, knows, interesting the, though. They, if anybody saw uh, um, knows the name, he's he's a pretty popular um, describer of things. Um, mm. But he's had a um, a podcast as on the side for a couple of years, but I never got into it. I uh, never tried it out. And I finally listened to an episode at the beginning of the year, which happened to be their New Year's episode, mm. where they happened to talk about 2020 themes because they do this thing where every year they pick a theme rather than resolutions and oh. it just kind of clicked for me as this is what i need this is what works for me and the idea is that this theme applies usually as one word the theme applies to all the things you're trying to do and how you're trying to do them for the year mm. um and it it really clicked for me as to a tool i can use to focus on all the things i'm trying to do uh, but i also just really enjoyed the, the podcast itself him and the other person i can't remember the other person's name um so I'm I'm enjoying having a new a new weekly thing to listen to, and I think I'll enjoy that a lot. Nice. I am going to I just put a list in my bullet journal, pick a theme for 2020. That's something I think we do at my employer, and which I hear about. I know um, Basecamp does that, I believe, other places, and that is definitely something I would prioritize over New Year's resolutions because a theme you can stick to in many different ways, many different interpretations. And it's much more adaptive and much more open to new opportunities than resolutions, yeah. which are much more fixed to assume a much more like planable year than never really happens. Now, that's interesting. You say you want to you just added picking a theme into your bullet journal, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out slightly on the <sighs> notes in this episode because under our topic, you already wrote 2020 themes in your in your notes for what you want to talk about. So yeah. In what context was that already something you wanted to talk about, but you hadn't even planned to make a theme? I guess there's going to be an open-ended discussion of like, what are the themes? Mm-hmm. But so were you were you not thinking of it in that term of pick a theme for focusing yourself? Or were you just thinking more of a more general idea of themes and just by coincidence happen to be the same thing? The latter, yeah. So okay. like these themes in general, policies more pertaining to podcast, but hadn't even made a connection to write. Oh, right, I can pick my own personal theme for 2020. Yeah, so did you have uh, thoughts uh, before we got into this of your 2020 themes then? Before you focus on a a theme? Let's brainstorm, yeah. Let's see. I definitely want to see completion as a theme. So I've got more than enough time to see Planet Oz out there in the world. Even see Anthrotari out there in the world. And those two things have dominated my creative life for a while. And getting them actually quote-unquote done and published is both interesting challenge and a little bit scary because what i do after that it's a little bit like empty nest syndrome only in this case it's like empty mm-hmm. brain syndrome yeah and so but even then the theme is still going to be i guess completion i'm going to pick anything right now so they completed see other projects i've had back in my brain completed anything i start new make it small enough that it can be completed within the year will the idea of focusing on completion affect which or whether or not you start some projects at all oh definitely like i'm not gonna start on a full-sized novel Mm -hmm. this year unless it's like a collaborative effort with somebody else who can take a lot of that like work on themselves split more equitably because i know i'm not gonna be able to do that 
the time I would have left after finishing other stuff. So you want to you want to reduce the project count by the end yes. of the year. Well, the last the project count, but project scope. Oh, oh, definitely project count, and then allow for projects of a scope that are completable within the time frame. Right. So, like a game I spend one month uh, preparing, and then another month bringing to completion publication is much more doable than something that might take six months to a year, or two, or four, or five. Hmm. So like a novella is much more doable. That can be planned, right. story-pointed, drafted, redrafted, edited, laid out, and published within a space of 60 days if it's small enough number of words. Yeah, I, I think it lines up... It's a, it's a different framing of some of the same goals of my theme, uh, I think, which is probably not surprising because... At this time of year, we're all thinking about finishing things that we started and feeling better about the things we're doing whenever we start things and don't finish them. Um, scope and what you're taking on is a common thing to focus on a lot, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, one thing I very much want to do, too, is get better systems out of this. Because mm-hmm. if I can figure out how to complete, say, a novella from scratch in the space of two months, that gives me a framework that works for me that I can then apply to other projects of broader scopes. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And using the smaller projects as um, a prototype or test bed for the systems to finish them, figuring out what yeah. works so you can apply it to the larger ones. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, Calvin, how about you? What's some of the things going on in your world related to themes for 2020? So I, I think I have a single theme that um so before I, I mentioned the cortex podcast and when i listened to that they were talking about these themes that just click for me as a great way to focus the many disparate things i'm trying to do each year um something a common thread to tie together is always difficult and this gave me a framework for doing that um be- a few days before I listened to that same episode, um, I was at um, our youth service um, with, with my wife, and we, the service there was about New Year stuff because it was the first service of the new year. Um, and they had us all write down um, a good word and a, um, a word to get rid of. We burnt one word and kept the other on paper, <laughs> um, which is nicely symbolic, and it was a good – it was good. I, I like that feeling. And so I had this piece of paper in my pocket already with the word limitation. And as I had that in my pocket, I hear this podcast talking about picking a theme for the year. Mm. And, and that's part of why it clicks so well, because I already had a word I could, I could apply. So limitation is my word, and it, it applies in many, many ways. Um, it applies in how many things I'm taking on, the scope of things I'm taking on, um, um, the time I, I spend, you know, uh, applying time boxing techniques, which often work well for me and trying to, to do more of that because it works well, um, limiting the things that I am trying to do less of because they're taking away from other things like the factorial mm. limit or just, in, in, or, uh, not watching TV whenever I could be reading, you know, the way that taking things away is easier than adding, um, adjusting my scope whenever a project's time goes longer, um, so that I can, you know, limit the things that are costing the time. Um, there's just so many ways that I can apply this idea to move so many things forward. Um, I, it, it just feels like it is a really good umbrella for uh, filtering everything that I need to focus on, which has been really nice to have one focus because I'm so scatterbrained. Having one thing to tie everything together 
uh, is really helpful because it feels like no matter what I'm doing, I'm not I'm not getting distracted. I'm not jumping around. They're all related. Mm, very good. Um, and those have manifested in a couple in two really concrete ways. One is doubling down on the idea of Pomodoro timers for organizing my my work, both at work and at home. Um, when I'm working on writing or my games or chores around the house or my actual work at, at my job. So the, the, I, I have a timer on my phone that will go off every 20 minutes. Um, just one single beep in the background that just makes me think, hey, am I doing something on my list or am I just doing whatever? Am I focusing? That's helped a lot. It reminds um, you I a made, lot of uh, my timer on my meditation app where you set mm-hmm. it for, say, five minutes and one minute intervals. It will ping again a different sound just to let you check in, make sure you're still focused on the meditation. I find that really helpful if I get stuck in a brain loop thinking about stuff instead of focusing on what I want to meditate on. That little interrupt every minute, there's a lot to keep me actually in an intended meditative state. Yeah, that sounds very similar. Um, So I I think that helps a lot. Um, The other part, uh, at least the more, the other direct application day-to-day is installing this tool called Focus Me, which I put on both my computers and on my phone. And just does things like keeps me um, from playing Factorio for too long. Um, it restricts me from uh, being on Reddit more than five minutes an hour. It um, keeps me from watching YouTube too much. Um, it keeps me from being on Twitter or YouTube on my phone if it's before 11 in the morning. So that when I get up, by watching less YouTube, when I get up and I'm getting ready, I will listen to more podcasts instead. Which, again, using limitation to add things by taking away the things that are distracting from them. Yeah, so important. Like, similarly with food, it's so much easier to avoid snack food if you filled up on vegetables first. Mm-hmm. But and similarly, if you fill up... Delicious. Yes. In your case, it's just filling it up on, like, the podcasts and the audiobooks and books you want before binging on other content that's, like, less nutritious intellectually. Um. So yeah, that's that's a lot of the the bulk right now of how this limitation theme has applied. I did do this thing where I I sat down and wrote out like a list of goals for the year, which are overall things like I want to f- finish the Necromancer of the Escape game, I want to read twenty five books, um, I want to write ten short stories, and and then for each of those I wrote about a half a page worth of uh, thoughts on how does the theme of limitation apply to accomplishing this goal both in overall terms and in practical day-to-day things like one pomodoro of reading a day will get me to the 25 books um, yeah five pomodoros of uh writing a week will get me to the 10 short stories um so the overall thinking to document that 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 thought of how does this theme reach this goal was one of the way that that theme helped me to focus all of these different things that are otherwise very very different goals um and that was really helpful to have one lens to look at them all through nice yeah that's definitely where the power of themes plays out that gives you the kind of focus for everything that you're trying to do in the way that resolutions tend to divide your attention so you're trying to do five different things and get them all completed everything you can do can be filtered and intensified in that one lens of the theme like you said yeah and the fact that the main focus is that theme and while all the goals are important, I also expect adjustment through time. You know, maybe the number of books I read or the right number of uh, stories that I write 
can go up or down as I review. My plan is to, I set a, a reminder every month. I'm going to sit down and write another half a page on each of the goals and how they're going, how they're applying to the theme, what the next month looks like. And so I can adjust any of them. Some of them might not turn out to be uh, achievable in this year in a practical way at all, depending on how it goes. Mm -hmm. I hope that's not the case. But if they do, the theme still stays. So yeah. I can adjust them and the main focus um, remains, which will help me to not feel like I am stepping away from something or, or bailing. Um, I'm still keeping that primary aspect, no matter how the implementations change. Exactly. That's so important to getting things actually done. Yeah, and you know it's early in the year, but I think that so far it's going well. I'm not doing perfect, but I expect this to be something mm -hmm. I build up over time. I'm trying to focus on how it builds up through the year and not did I do absolutely everything today that I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at the trajectory more than the the pace today. Uh, you know, how the pace changes day to day is more important than the specific pace I have. So like if I uh, at the end of this week, I'll have a, 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 I have a counter of how many Pomodoros I did um, for each of the, the goals, actually. Mm -hmm. And then the week after that, I'll have a new number, and I can compare those two. So I'm not going to hit the goal I had this week. I'm, I'm definitely behind. My yeah. goal, my important goal is next week, do I get more of them? And that's the number that matters so that I don't beat myself up about a big number I'm off. I just look at myself for, did I do a little bit better this week? Yeah. That's so important that because like stuff happens, like major life events, interrupt your schedule, throw off your patterns, and you have to accommodate that in your planning. And the so important to focus on that metric of are you doing better than before? Because that's the something you have much more control over than any absolute number. Yeah, there's um there's a tendency of productivity uh, frameworks or or philosophies to really kind of be built around the idea of an almost perfection of like reaching some 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 point where you're just perfect at getting everything done or at least that's the way that they're framed yeah you know how do you how do you get all that all the changes and distractions and flexibility out of your life but you can't or at least i can't and i need to accept mm -hmm. that and i need to find ways to work around that i can't make these systems for people who have frankly i think much simpler lives much less distractions um not to, not to say that you know oh my life's so much worse than everybody else's but like everybody's lives are different and distractions and structure work in different ways for each life so yeah. i and think just by that, virtue of having a like ha virtue of having a kid mm -hmm. you're going to have much more inconsistent life than someone who is single yeah yeah and i i think there's also a tendency that for people who need a lot more flexibility who can't stick to a really regimented type of system and need a more flexible system um, I don't think there's as much writing or talk about that because we don't see that as much of a productivity system. We just see it as floundering to get stuff done. Right. We don't really have much of a of a um, a background of treating those flexible systems as systems. And right. we, I think if we do that, we can acknowledge there are these flexible ways to organize, and those work for a lot of people. And if we talk about those, then we get more people um, thinking about them without just thinking of themselves as failing to organize yeah they some people just aren't built to be as machine precision in their productivity every day as other people and the solution to that isn't as simple as just make them more machine precise there has to be something more accommodating and better well engineered system wise for that and that's kind of especially because that's the kind of space in which creativity creativity thrives it's like that kind of flexibility of thought and whatnot mm-hmm 
still important to have this kind of foundational system. So that, for example, you're eating well every day and staying in shape every day. That needs to be probably more systematized in some things. But ultimately, the system needs to be adapted to you and your needs more so than you fit the system for the sake of the system. Yeah. Well, um, I've talked on about my, my theme um, a lot more than I think you had. Um, and I'll hopefully come back to it a few times throughout the year as um, I yeah. make adjustments or as it applies to um, our, our game topics uh, directly. Uh, but I think, next you had some things uh, to say about your own aspirations, not for the whole year, but just this month. Yeah, definitely focusing on this month because one of my aspirations for this month is to do my annual review because for various reasons that's been a little bit blocked on that. Uh, a couple of major life events at the end of this year and right at the start of this year that not everybody in my household and adjacent for a loop. So that's been something we've been bouncing back from. But in the meantime, focusing on the daily goals. So always getting those 400 words related to Anthotari or other Pandora of work in other capacity, doing daily meditation and mindfulness, focus, nightly journaling. I've been journaling nightly consistently in a way that astounds me. I want to say that my the app I use for tracking stuff like that, um, Dailyo, D-A-Y-L-I-O, which is a mood tracker and a task tracker. I use the same been, one. Yeah, has been incredibly helpful with that because as when you see your streak hit three digits, it's really hard to want to break it. So that makes it much easier to stay up a little bit later that night and do the thing you might otherwise put off because you want to make sure that streak continues. And that can help a lot. It's like taking things we get from gamification and applying that to real life stuff in a way that makes it happen. So even though I haven't gotten around to my annual review, I've been making progress in other fronts continuously because the systems were set up before. And all I do is just follow those systems, all those little systems adding up. Let's see. So one thing I've been trying to do, I think it's called uh, Year Compass. I'll double check what it was right quick. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Yearcompass.com. I haven't used the system yet because I've had problems printing the thing off at home and at work, amazingly enough. But as soon as I actually get that leaping thing printed off, I'll tackle that probably tomorrow because we got the day off. Like MLK Jr. Right. Uh, and go from there. Something to revisit probably next episode. See how what came of that. I'll, I'll take a look at that too. That sounds that sounds interesting. I'll take a, yeah. a, a glance at that before next week. Yeah. Cool. And that's what we've got. Well, th- you can view talked about earlier some 2020 aspirations. Bigger picture is definitely again completing getting Planet Oz out the door. I already mentioned getting Anthotari out the door. Uh, I can review my bullet journal. Look at that. I actually did my weekly review in tally fashion today. I've always got my proximity goals, I call them. The stuff I want to get done, like achievable things, specific things within the next few months. Uh, I've got CPAP stuff related to uh, the allergy things, science things. I've made a lot with the valuable help of my girlfriend actually getting to an allergist and getting various things from my nose. And that's done a lot to improve my sleep quality, which has definitely improved my ability to get stuff done in weather storms. So reminder, if you having if you snore, get checked for sleep apnea and see about treatment, because that on top of making your sleep better, it'll probably add years to your life because sleep apnea can take years off messing with your heart and other stuff. So that's can be a literal lifesaver. Not to mention it can also keep you from getting murdered by your partner from snoring too loudly in bed. Well, that's where the lost years come from. 
yeah, and the heart attacks. Yep. Um, what else? Supposed evaluation stuff. Uh, definitely one thing I want to get back on my agenda is daily kettlebells. I figure that kind of I've definitely noticed like being out of shape how much that's impacted my ability to focus energy levels in general. This other minor inconveniences, annoyances, day to day life, and getting into better shape would definitely help with that. Uh, something we can't ignore as game developers, especially because we spend so much time in seats and not exercising. It's really important we get together a daily exercise routine that gets us, keeps us in shape and gives us the energy we need and focus we need to accomplish our development goals. So I'm making, agenda. I'm making some moves towards um, some health habits. Uh, so far I've managed to hurt myself. So I was Ow. just, those. Um, I just, I'm starting off with just um, get a little more limber before I do a lot of exercises. Cause I'm not even very, like I just, I just want to like stretches every morning. And I've get really good at doing them every morning, but I also did too much of them every morning. Oh no! Uh, so now I'm taking a week off because I hurt badly, and yeah. my wife yelled at me for being stupid. Oh, oh, for thing. Uh, hope you curve that soon. We want you in good shape and not broken. All right. Um, so that's me for right now. You know, stay focused. Get a few planning things out of the picture. Just keep working on. Probably rest and wasm because that's technologically interesting. Keeps me busy at work until I get some client work, and can go from there. We'll talk about our aspirations for next week. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. I'm writing stuff down right now. Updating the old Google Doc. Let's see. I guess I can start with mine. I know one thing very much on my list is the. Editing for Anthrotari. It's definitely a sore spot for me. Editing versus drafting. It's long been a weak spot when it comes to work, whether it was novels or uh, visual novels or code, whatnot, is the edit and polish part. And so, aspiration for this next week is to do a Pomodoro every day of edits to Anthrotari to clean that up and get it ready for work. And the other aspiration is annual review. Get those two things. Oh, and daily pomodoros for my personal inbox because my personal inbox desperately needs attention i suspect that mm-hmm. the need to attend to that is eating up a lot of background processing in my brain he's thinking about how this had not been attending to that enough i suspect that getting a handle on that will do a lot to restore focus and mental energy so i've been missing from my brain uh, that helps uh pomodoros are Helped me a lot. I find find the right balance of the strictness of them and the utility is is key. But they uh, they help to take away that. Um, it's always about taking away willpower as something gets spend. Um, that's where they where they've been shining to help. So um, my my next week also includes a lot of pomodoros. Particularly, um, I've been doing better at uh, stuff around the house and game development work. Um, getting that going again in a, in a better pace um, but I've lagged a bit on my art and writing pomodoros I have a goal for how many um, how many uh, pomodoros I want to spend each week um, on each and I'm not getting as much of those in so I need to fix that um, I think that they may require more of a particular time of day um, there's the problem of when I'm sitting at my desk the computer's too distracting um, I had moved my writing desk out. My wife needed a, a new desk, and so I, I lost my writing desk, uh, which oh, I wasn't no. using enough anyway, so I didn't think it was a problem. Um, but I'm going to 
set up a different place and I'm redoing, I'm re, um, resetting an old laptop, just put an editor on, um, for writing. So I think, I think that will help. And I'm also maybe going to add, I can do this thing with my, um, with my application limiter tool to actually just block my entire computer for a particular time of the day. Um, so I might do that so that a time whenever I'm sitting down anyway, I just, I sit down and it turns out I can't do anything and then maybe I will do something more productive. Yeah. Now I've been looking at the pine book as a possible piece of modern hardware that would make it easy for me to get stuff like my email done while also not being so valuable because hardware I'd fret about carrying it around nor like my ThinkPad that is my personal everything box, worry about losing that or breaking that or whatnot. So I'm also thinking of it as like a think client for yeah. stuff that if something were to happen to it, I would not fret. It's it's also it's a little tempting that any any little laptop that you might get and think about, let's just use this for writing. And I've, I've had that this idea for for a while, and I might I am going to try it, but I still am worried that it's just so easy to SSH into another box and do something. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll really work. Um, my other potential plan is to try going to handwriting, Ooh. so that I can just sit without any screen at all. And it might be that I need that context switch. You know, I need my brain to not be thinking about computers and not even have the idea of what else I can do on them. So I, I will give that a try too. Yeah, I recommend checking out voice transcription as well, especially because that can be a lot easier to clean up than a uh, something you have to hand transcribe. And it's amazing how many words you can get per minute in that compared to even typing out, never mind writing by hand. So that's something we're checking out. Yeah, I'm going to try that out. Yeah, I'm doing that with just my um, phone, and that's been very good transcription for my purposes. I've had a little trouble. I've tried a few of those for like um, just personal notes for the day, or but not so much for for writing plans. And the one thing I can't find is good tools um, that transcribe for really long periods of time. Like a lot yeah. of them have either have limits on how long they can do it, um, which I don't really understand why. Or if they can take longer, there's not great ways of getting it back out for larger pieces of text. So um, um, I'd love to know any suggestions um, for, for, for that, but I may, I may try that. Um, and the one other aspiration I have for the week is um, on the game dev side, I had gotten these refactoring and editing fixes in, and I got the new uh, shield ability. Um, the next mm -hmm. thing I need to do is I want to have a the first like actual test build. Right now I'm testing in the editor and I'm playing it in there, but I haven't actually done all the configuration for doing an actual um, uh, an actual build. So I need to get all that stuff set up so that as I do further work, I have ways of of, of building that and I can just kind of snapshot the progress through time, which helps for um, a lot of planning and and um, and tracking. So that's my my goal. Is there's a couple of features I need to get into that that I want to be included in that first prototype build. So a couple of those bug fixes and a couple sprite adjustments and getting the, the build config put together and tested. Uh, and that's my game plans for the week. Nice. Sounds good. All right. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we wrap up today? Um, I was going to mention this a little more at length because it's been um, a big focus on my planning, but I think I'll talk about it some other time. Um, I've been um, getting a tool called Notion. Ooh. And um, I, I've been, I, I decided that like when I was over on, on break from, from work, it was a really good time to try out new tools because I'm not relying on it day to day. Um, and I asked around in a couple different places and essentially got, I got suggested the same tool everywhere I went. 
It's a bit newer than a lot of other um, task management and organizational tools, but it's replacing a whole lot of things that I use Ooh. and also a whole lot of tools that I've built for myself that I might no longer have to maintain. Um, and I'd, I'd love to talk more at length as to why it's so great. So I, I think I will put that on a topic list for another time because I think it's really great for everything. I'm, I'm moving all my game development work into it, all my personal stuff, all my work stuff. All my household planning, everything's going into it. I'm kind of drinking the Kool-Aid a lot. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid by the gallon. As someone who suffers uh, from way too many systems, that's very, it's incredibly easy for me to lose stuff because it's often one system and not the other system. Mm-hmm. I am very yeah, interested yeah. to find something that could fit all my needs uh, in just one package. So uh, we'll I definitely talk this, more about that. Yes, definitely. So looking forward to that. All right, and I think for that, uh, we're good to go. So thank all y'all for coming back and listening to us for this first episode of 2020, and look forward to y'all listening next week. All right, have a good one. Have a good year and a good week. May the force be with you. And also with you. And Thanks for listening to the SideQuest Completed Podcast. If you aren't subscribed, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also find all our episodes and our RSS feed at sidequestcompleted.com. Subscribe today and don't miss an episode posted every Wednesday. Keep game devving and we'll see you next week.